Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, and welcome back to the show. And Mike Santaguida joining you guys again, your host, and here on this lovely Tuesday, and I, I don't know where you are in the world, but weather has finally started uptick here in Ontario, and summer is uh, is finally upon us. And, and regarding COVID in the U.S., uh, numbers are just going down like crazy, and you love to see it. You know what it, what a year it's been for everyone. And uh, if you guys are if you guys uh, have noticed at the beginning of every show, you know I ask each guest how COVID has been for them and, and some of the challenges they've gone through, and. And I don't say that or, or bring it up as sort of a damper and, and to be negative. You guys know I'm a super positive guy, very upbeat. But it's rather to just give everyone, you know, some perspective that, hey, everyone's dealing with challenges in some way at every level right now. And, you know, some uh, definitely worse than others, you know, unfortunately. But everyone is trying to find a way to get through this, right? And, and um, you know, I know fast forward, I feel like time has flown you know we're, we're now actually starting to work this thing out as vaccinations get rolling out um, and if you guys recall you know I said hey make sure you're kind of staying in it because you never know when this thing's going to turn around so happy to see things returning to normal you know a little bit uh, elsewhere other than Ontario I know everybody in Ontario is kind of hitting their head a little bit but if you're if you're in Ontario keep your chin up and, and stay strong because we're close here but to everyone out there keep fighting you know, keep battling, keep developing, man, and, and um, you know, really find your passion right here in these tough times and just keep moving forward no matter what your circumstances are right now, right? We all need to fight. You know, we all need to battle. And so stick with it because we aren't far from making it through this. So, um, but regarding today on the show, you know, I have just a, a great dude and that's NCAA D1 national champion and former Minnesota Duluth standout Kenny Ryder. And in this episode, we go through his whole journey uh, from playing juniors at 15 uh, to not playing much his first few years in college to winning a natty uh, with Minnesota and then uh, playing against his dream team in his pro debut after his senior year. So pretty cool, man. It was a great conversation. We break down all his hacks, all his routines, and uh, all his secrets to help you guys find success much quicker wherever you're at today. And uh, Kenny dropped the good stuff for us. He, he uh, you know, the stuff that you guys love, all the little hacks and everything. So I think you'll really enjoy this one. And like I said, really grateful to have met Kenny. He's just a, a really salt of the earth guy who, who, who really cares, you know, deeply about his teammates. And I love that. I love that character. And um, at the next level, you need that. You need that gel. You need that glue. And uh, I know you guys are going to love this one today. So make sure to stick around all the way to the end of the show to catch all the details but without further ado let's jump into this week's conversation i know you're going to love the chat kenny and i had today hello everyone welcome to this week's episode of the goalie hacks podcast and this week on the show we have an awesome guest lined up and that's former ncaa champion and long-standing pro goaltender now retired turned coach and that gentleman is Kenny Ryder and Kenny spent his early years playing for the Pittsburgh Junior Penguins as well as the Wisconsin Knights before moving on to play a year in the USHL followed by three years in the NHL where he earned his commitment to the University of Minnesota Duluth and after retiring from junior he went on to play five seasons with the Bulldogs playing over 90 games during his time with the program winning several awards as well as the ultimate prize the NCAA D1 National Championship. And after graduating from college, Kenny went on to spend the next four years playing over 75 pro games collectively in both the AHL and the ECHL. And since retiring in 2016, 
Kenny has now gone on to do some coaching and sounds like he's heavily involved with the minor hockey programs from where he's from. And I couldn't be more excited to welcome him to the program today. Kenny, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. I'm doing great, man. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, I'm excited to talk some goalies here for a while. Yeah, well, great to get going on the call here. And I know you're kind of busy with uh, your schedule and the tryouts and your team's going on right now. So, you know, appreciate you making some time in, in your busy schedule to come on and chat. And, and shout out to, uh, you know, Shane Clifford, who was a guest on the show prior with uh, Shane Clifford Goalie Schools for helping me get Kenny on the show. Appreciate it, man. And I know today will just be a good one. I think it'll be you know, kind of cool to relive some of the moments that you went through. You had an amazing career, but but maybe you can just start off by sharing, you know, how things been during COVID and so far and some of the challenges you've had to overcome given the circumstances. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not not unlike anyone else. I mean, it's been an interesting and frustrating year, to say the least. Um, you know, hopefully we're at the, the tail end here, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as personally, luckily, you know, no, no one no one affected really negatively health wise and with myself and my family or, yeah. or, you know, any of my, my, uh, my goaltenders or, or anything like that. So I guess that's been a glass half full, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, in terms of, in terms of coaching goalies and stuff, I mean, it's been, it, it was a little bit tough with managing numbers on the ice at that, you know, with the, t- the certain restrictions and, and trying to keep kids on a path of development and not, uh, you know, having a little yeah. lull there. Yeah, no kidding. I, I know it's uh, a lot of time off and, and unfortunately everybody's kind of dealing with it right now, but I, uh, you know, I wish you guys and you and your goalies and, and your family, you know, the best of luck and, and uh, you know, good health and uh, going forward. But uh, maybe we can just start off, you know, by briefly sharing a bit of your story and your background and how we got to where we are today. Uh, yeah, man. Um, you, you mentioned Shane Clifford. So Shane's had a presence here in Pittsburgh for quite a while. And, uh, that's where I was born and raised. So uh, going, going back to watching the, the Penguins back in the, the the early '90s, and I was born in 1986. So you know, watching Tom yeah. Barrasso and and Frank Peter Angelo. I'm sure if uh, all the kids can can YouTube Frank Peter Angelo the, the save. Uh, I can't tell me how many times I've watched that in my uh, in my lifetime. But uh, kind of some of my inspiration growing up. But um, yeah, I grew up here playing youth hockey and my dad was always involved. He was a, you know, big fan. Never never had a chance to play himself uh organized hockey, but uh got myself and my brother into it. Uh, you know, fortunately for me, I had an older brother, Kevin, who he's now with the USA uh National Development Program. Mm-hmm. And uh so had had someone to look up to and, you know, someone to push me and um just played played youth hockey here, like you had mentioned. Played for the amateur Penguins organization growing up. Um, you know the, the 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 youth hockey culture and and uh, I guess overall environment has changed quite a bit here in Pittsburgh since the time you know I was growing up. Uh, you know, twenty years ago. Uh, but sure. um, well, they've won how many cups uh, since ninety since ninety three or something? Won like five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been uh it's been it's been fun to be a penguins fan in that time frame for sure i mean i was you know right when my brother kind of got started back in the early 90s that's when mario you know they were winning those cups and mm-hmm. when i was in youth hockey there's a little bit of a lull there but uh it, it's great to see where it's come you know in the past well the past decade now uh it's definitely a lot more opportunities for kids to play here in pittsburgh and 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 stick around and, and, uh, and develop. So, yeah. um, but, 
yeah, I mean, so that was, that was pretty much it. You know, I, 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 I played youth hockey here and was able to play junior B for a year with the amateur penguins organization. But, uh, you know, with, with the way that the, the environment was with youth hockey in Pittsburgh back then, I kind of the writing was on the wall and I decided to move away at a, at 15 and, uh, Mm-hmm. and uh um kind of kind of mirrored my brother's experience there he moved away at 16 so again you know kind of my parents were kind of went through that with him and uh, I felt like I was ready and uh you know fortunately for me you know moving away at 15 was was a was a good thing for me and for my development yeah so we're winding all the way back to the, the start of the next level of your career playing juniors it looked like like you mentioned when you're you know 15 16 which is just amazing man but uh you know back when you were trying to make that transition to the junior level at the you know such a young age where did you struggle the most uh, at the time um you know i i think two things probably a physically yeah for sure you know i didn't really i didn't really uh um as far as off ice training, it wasn't really as, as prevalent as it is nowadays, but, um, you know, making that step, I mean, I was probably 125 pounds soaking wet, you know? So I I think physically, and then also, you know, also emotionally, I, as far as managing nerves and, and stuff like that, you know, it wasn't really, I hadn't really developed a routine and, and, and kind of those mechanisms to help me, you know, cope with, uh, cope with the 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 anxiety and the nerves of of, of yeah. playing goal you know growing up here in Pittsburgh we were only playing in front of our parents and stuff like that where now you're playing junior hockey in front of a barn that's got 5,000 to 8,000 people so it was a little bit of a learning process for sure so uh so you know and then you went on to have a you know an awesome career in, in the NHL for many years playing over 75 games um but if you could kind of go back in those initial days after your first couple seasons playing junior and tell yourself something you know what would you go back and tell yourself uh i think i would tell myself just the the focus on on playing and developing and not worrying about um you know where 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 i was going to be next or you know the, the next step it basically just just trying to simplify things and focusing on, on the day to day and, 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 you know, letting the chips fall where they may. I mean, you know, obviously it's, it's good to have high expectations of yourself and, and set goals. I mean, you know, we all, I, I stressed all my, all my goalies to do that, but uh, you know, sometimes you can get caught up there mentally with, you know, wandering, wandering and wondering where, you know, where, where you're going to be at next. So, I mean, if that's, if there's one thing I could tell myself, it's definitely just, you know, focus on the day to day and and don't, don't worry about, um, you know, all the other, all the other distractions. Yeah. And I guess kids looking to make that transition to junior hockey in the near future, obviously tryout season's upon us. Right. But what's some advice you have for them to, to prepare them for the challenges that lie ahead of them at the junior level. And then, you know, something that could help them be more successful if they know now versus when they get there. To me, it all comes down to preparation. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent of making sure you put in the work. So when it comes time to play the games, you know, you're not, you're not buying the eight ball. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know that's kind of a vague, it's kind of a, a vague answer, but you know, there's a lot that goes into that. So, you know, but primarily it's just making sure you're preparing, you're doing the right things, you know, uh, to prepare yourself. So when you do get that opportunity, um, you're going to make the most of it. You know, it's, 
it, it's a it's a big thing I think in, in today's world you got to make a good first impression so once you get that opportunity you, you have to do that yeah well it's it's sort of like uh it's almost like a test somebody said this uh uh, to me, he said, you know, if you, if you go into a test and you haven't studied for the test, you're not going to feel very comfortable going into the test. And I, I shared the same, I, I shared yeah, the same yeah. mentality as you, you know, like I, when I played, I needed to get in like my certain amount of work. And then kind of when game time came, I was able to just kind of trust it. Right. And is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of the thinking out of it. You know, you, you can just go out and play with a, with a, <clears throat> with an open mind and, uh, you know, a, a calm mindset. And I, I think that's, I think that's key. Um, you know, and then also to, as far as, as far as being successful, you know, moving to the junior level, I, I think ultimately as well, you, you got to be a good teammate. Mm. Um, you know, we can talk about all the X's and O's of goaltending and, but you know, if, if you're a good teammate and you're first guy on last guy off, making sure you're put in the work, um, you know, ultimately that, that rubs off well on your teammates. And what I found is throughout my whole career, you know, if a team has success, you're going to have personal success. Mm, I love that. Right. And I think everybody's kind of almost treats it like opposite, right? Like everybody's, you know, I, that's a really good point to make. And, 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 you know, it's uh, something that I, I think we, we see eye to eye on is that, you know, throughout like my career too, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on being successful with the team. And then, and the accolades and the good numbers will come as we win games and move up the standings and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, 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 it's huge to be a good teammate. I mean, that, I think that's one of the biggest things to propel me to, to the level of, uh, of play that I, you know, that I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say uh, something that I share with guys is like, you know what, a lot of goalies, you kind of like, you need to kind of be like the glue, right? Like everybody's looking for the glue, like to, bail you out when you need a save or the guy that's, you know, three breakaways, four breakaways in a game, doesn't say anything kind of like that. Right. Like when you build up that camaraderie, when you build up kind of those bonds within your team and, you, and you're a good teammate, they're going to be willing to do a lot more for you on the ice. Right. They're going to back check. If, if you got their back, they're going to come back and say, oh, man, like, you know, Kenny had me on that one. I got to have him next time kind of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Guys are a lot more willing to eat pucks whenever you're. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're, whenever you're willing to stand in the net and let them take one tyrants and stuff at you, or you know, stay on the ice, you know, later after practice to, to let them work on some stuff, you know, it's it's a it's a trade off. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you went on to spend you know five seasons at the you know the University of Minnesota Duluth, which is one of the strongest programs in the country in Division One hockey on an annual basis. But you know, when you initially got to college, what was sort of the hardest part about transitioning to the D one uh, college level from juniors? I think, I think again, you know, probably two, two main things is the, again, it's the, the physical preparation. You know, I, I can, I can really remember the, the first day I walked on campus, um, the guys were having a captain's practice and I don't know if this name rings a bell to, to you or, you know, any of the listeners, but, um, you know, I, I had met our staff and Jason Garrison, who had a, pretty good NHL career oh, yeah. steps out of the locker room and looks like he walked off the set of 300. <laughs> and I was like, I'm looking, I'm looking at this guy like, wow, I got a, I got a ways to go here. So, <laughs> you know, I, and, and then once you get to college, you know, you kind of catch up there pretty yeah. quickly, but if I had gone in a little bit more physically prepared, I, I feel like maybe I, I would have put myself in a better spot right off the bat. Yeah. Um, 
but uh you know and and on top of that too i i think the other thing that took a lot of adjustment was adjusting to the speed of the game um mm. it, again the higher you go up it's just another filter and, and things happen faster yeah. players are better so uh, you know, those were, I guess those were the two main things that, uh, that I experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys, uh, win a league championship in 2008 and nine, and then make the, and you'll make the all academic team that year, as well as the following year. And, and then in 2010, you had a breakout season going all the way to the division one national championship final winning the ultimate prize. And that's, you know, winning the natty championship and must've been an amazing feeling obviously, but, uh, maybe you can just go through kind of your breakout season with the team. And what do you think contributed so much to your success that year compared to the year prior? And, you know, what did you change or make the, the most impactful adjustments to? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a hell of a year. Um, you know, definitely one of the proudest moments of my, of my career. It was, it was our first national championship for, uh, yeah. for Duluth. So uh, still, I still get, I still get chills and goosebumps watching some of the videos and stuff. So, um, but uh you know, as far as what contributed to my success there, I, I think it was just getting more experience. You know, I mm. throughout the, the the prior year, it, it was it was tough for me because when I when I came into school, you know, I'm playing behind Alex Stalock, <laughs> and I think a lot of the listeners probably oh, yeah. know what kind of what kind of NHL career he's had. I mean, he's just a he he was a he was a freak athletically, and and um, so I didn't really see much much playing time you know, at all in those first two years. So really, you know, taking that experience of even just sitting on the bench and watching, watching him and how he, you know, mm. how he played the game, how he read the game and, and taking, taking advantage of, of all the practice time uh, was, was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well maybe uh, you know, you can just go through some of the ups and downs, like obviously, you know, we all kind of face adversity and, everybody sees the elite prospects and they're just, you know, they think it's all polished and, and flowers and daisies. Right. But obviously everybody goes through adversity. <laughs> yeah, I, right. yeah. I mean, you, you know, it, right. Like everybody sees the things on your resume and they think, Oh, you know, he's so lucky or, you know what I mean? But everybody kind of faces that adversity, you know, through the ups and downs. So maybe you can just take us through, you know, your championship season and, and some of the, some of the ups and downs that you had and how you kind of, how you kind of persevered through that stuff. Yeah, I mean the the way that season worked out, um, you know, I I I wasn't the 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 starter per se uh, to start the season, so it was it was a battle between me and my goalie partner Aaron Crandall. Uh, you know, he's a hell of a goalie, and uh, we uh, we battled it out there for pretty much the first half of the season, and we we both weren't being very consistent and stuff, and uh, you know, I, I can remember quite vividly our coach Scott Sandlin pull, pulling us in after uh after a game and, and calling us both out and telling us you know asking us who's gonna who's gonna grab this thing and run with it um so you know it, sometimes it's it's those messages and uh that we need to hear you know for uh, and enable to enable us to uh to, to wake up per yeah. se, you know? And so, yeah. I mean, that, that was a, that was a big thing for me. You know, I, I, I suffered a, a sprained ankle that, that season early in the season. And, um, it's the worst for goalies, eh? You know, yeah. like it seems so small, but it's like, it, cause you're turning your ankle every time you go into the butterfly. It's brutal. I had a terrible ankle injury too. It's awful injury to have as a goalie. Yeah. It's, it's, it still wears on me today, but, uh, 
you know, so I, I was, I was pretty fortunate. I, I, I didn't really suffer many injuries in, in my career nor that season, but I mean, that, that was, a, that was one that was kind of nagging and stuff. So, you know, the, and moving, progressing along throughout that season, uh, you know, I was, I was pretty fortunate. We had a, we had a really good first line, our power, our special team, our special teams were unbelievable, you know? So um, I, I didn't really have to, I, I had to, I had to make one or two big saves a night. Yeah you know, in order to help us get wins. But um, yeah, I, I can remember as well in the conference championship, the WCHA final five, which was right before NCAA regionals. I, I laid a stinker against uh, Bemidji state and, um, and had a, had a pretty candid conversation with my father after that game that night. And uh, you know, it, that was one of those, one of those turning points, I think where I needed to hear yeah. that. And um yeah. And, and that, that really helped set the tone for me going into those next, you know, week, two weeks of practice leading into regionals. So what did you kind of, you know, you had that talk with your dad, right? You, you know, we all have bad games, even guys at the next level coaches, everybody kind of knows everybody's going to have a bad night. So what, what, you know, obviously he said candid, I would imagine it was a little colorful, but you know, <laughs> but you know, how, how did you kind of bounce back? Right? Like, what were you saying to yourself? you know, to kind of be like, Hey, let's turn the page or whatever, like mentally, like that kind of stuff. You know, I just, you know, I, I, I took it, I took it with a grain of salt and I kind of reflected upon that game. I, I kind of prided myself on it. I was a pretty level-headed guy. So, um, but you know, after having that conversation with him, which I've had with him many times growing up, you know, playing youth hockey. So it, it just kind of helped me reset. And, uh, you know, I, you know, just telling myself, Hey, you got to focus on, focus on your fundamentals, angle square depth, you know, and if you, if you're doing that, if I'm doing that, then I'm going to have success. And that's kind of what I, what I focused on with my, my practices leading up to the regionals after nice. that. Yeah. And then, and then regarding the, you know, kind of the tournament and the final games and stuff, obviously, you know, pretty crazy in college, you know, when you, when you think about it, it's one and done games with, with so much on the line, in, in one night, but kind of maybe fast forward into the finals a bit. And, um, and honestly, I feel like there's so often there, there are goalies who get to that stage and, and falter, right. Because of the, the pressure, despite having really strong seasons leading up to those games. Right. And they don't manage to pull it off. Right. But, but for you, maybe you can just take us through some of your game day routines you did and, and some of the anchor techniques that, you know, you would use to kind of center your focus and, and bring you back when you got off track while you were playing. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, especially leading up to that game, it was, it was more focused on just trying to remain calm. You know, I, mm. uh, and that was something I had, I had built into my routine, you know, throughout my, my years in college leading up to that point. But, yeah. uh, you know, pregame having a consistent, you know, stretching program, a warm up routine, that was something, you know, something I could rely on every game. Um, I, I always, I always took some time after that before getting dressed to kind of find, you know, find a, a, a quiet place and then just kind of visualize, visualize myself making saves. I know it, it kind of sounds cliche sometimes and people think it might sound a little bit stupid, but you know, it, it, it helps whenever you're visualizing, you're visualized, visualizing your own success. Yeah. Um, you know, and those are things that I did and uh, you know, and then as far as, 
as on, I guess I could say on ice, you know, before the games, I, I know I, I had a, I had a little breathing routine that I did during the, during the national anthem. What is it? And it, it was, it was just, I really focused on taking deep breaths in like for like a seven, 10 mm-hmm. count, you know, and, and, and it wasn't, it's nothing, <laughs> nothing mind blowing, but it was just something that I did every game to help kind of calm my calm my heart rate and and help me you know just focus on 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 the task at hand yeah yeah well this that's the stuff people love on the show man that's the you know what i mean everybody's like oh it's just for me but you know that's why we kind of bring you on here right bring guys who who kind of won stuff say hey how'd you win that you know what did you use to win that right so no we appreciate you sharing that man but i guess for kids at home you know looking to win a, a college championship one day or any championship really for that matter like what do you think is some of the most important advice you can give someone that will help them sort of break through wherever they are and become a champion or in that, that feat as well, right? The championship games and, and playoffs, for example, during your run. I think again, it's, it's preparation and the fundamentals you can fall back on. Um, mm. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to win a national championship or any championship, you know, um, by just stepping on the ice and not, not right. putting in the work. So uh I'm a big proponent of you got to push yourself to be a better skater. You know, I, one thing working with, you know, you mentioned Shane Clifford earlier. Um, one thing working with him, working with my brother, guys like Peter Aubrey, um, Cam Ellsworth, you know, we really put a high value on our ability to skate. And, you know, if you, if you can't skate, you can't play. Um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest things that, that I, that I see, with the better goaltenders from youth on up is they, they, they're, they're good skaters and and they put in the work with it. Um, And then, you know, to, to springboard upon that is as far as, as, you know, just being a student of the game, I, I I think, you know, I, I, myself, I watched, I watched a lot of hockey, watched a lot of clips. I'd like to see how guys play certain situations and, you know, and I feel like that really helped me learn, better learn how to read plays and, and how things develop on the ice. Because I mean, if you're, if your heads, you know, if, if you're a step ahead mentally from your, from your opposition, I mean, you're going to put yourself in, in better opportunities to succeed. So, you know, it's, it's not one thing that I can really draw upon, but you know, when I look back at it, a lot of it is, is just a preparation and willing to put in the yeah. time. Yeah, and then moving on to your, your your pro career in the in the spring of your senior season, you had an opportunity to go play in the AHL uh, for a game with the Bridgeboro Tigers. But maybe you could just take us through how you were feeling and, and what surprised you the most and what you learned from that experience. Well, not gonna lie, I was pretty you know pretty nervous. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I uh, we we actually we were we were playing against the uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, so the Baby right. Pens. Um. Obviously the the uh, the farm team of the of the, the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins. So that was that was pretty exciting for me. I remember you, you know going in the, into warm ups and and stepping on the ice pregame and and hearing the the song that, that they used to play at the Igloo here right. in Pittsburgh. And so I it, it, you know it kind of came full circle there. But sure. um, you know what uh, I guess that's that's primarily how I was feeling. But you know otherwise. I was pretty confident after warmups, you know, feeling some pucks, um, doing my, you know, my, my typical mobility routine that I would do in warmups prior to the game. 
you know, just the, just those familiar things that we, you know, that we do consistently in our routine that help us, you know, help us feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, so what, what kind of, what kind of surprised you the most, I guess, when you first got there from compared to college? Uh, I guess, I guess more, it, it was how clean the play was. It, it was almost, and, and I hate to say this cause I don't want to discount the, you know, the, the level between college yeah. and pro, but it almost, you know, almost was like it was easier to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I, I say that because, you know, a lot of the, your teammates are in better positions. Um, you know, they, they read the play better, you know, things like that were, it was almost a little bit more predictable and you could, um, you know, you, you could rely on your teammates to be in certain spots and it, and it kind of helped you just focus on, on gaining position, tracking the puck and, you know, and, and, and then progressing right on to your, to your next, you know, your next save or whatever. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of one thing that surprised me. Yeah. And then you went on to play over 75 pro games. Uh, but, you know, kind of just going back to the beginning when, when you first got there, obviously you played that game in the AHL, but, you know, at the beginning of your pro career, where did you kind of struggle the most or, or have the most difficulty adjusting to that, that level? And why do you think? Oh man, I, you know, if you look, if you look at some video from college, you know, I, I was, I was extremely aggressive, you know, way out at times in the white yeah. ice, especially on outside lane drives, stuff like that. Um, and that, that's one thing that I, that I really had to adjust uh, playing pro because like I said earlier, you know, it, it was almost easier to play because guys were more predictable, were, you know, with your teammates, they were going to be in certain spots, you know, that they, they were going to eliminate certain plays, but then again, guys are more skilled, right. you know, so playing, playing that aggressively, I really exposed my, my myself to, to mm -hmm. cross ice plays, you know, anything past the, the, the Royal road yeah. per se. Um, and just exposing myself back door. So that was something that, uh, that I really had to die, to reel in. Um, and, and, and it, it took me a little bit, uh, especially, and I especially worked on that a lot with Steve Valaquette, who was, uh, who was my goalie coach there in Bridgeport, my second nice. year. Yeah. Oh, you got a chance to work with him and that must've been kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, what a, what a, what a brain for goaltending. I mean, he, he was so instrumental in, in me having, you know, a, a pretty successful pro, uh, second pro year there. It was, uh, it was awesome and, and, and a privilege to get to work with him every day that he's, he's a real, uh, the guy knows a lot about, about the position. I mean, <laughs> he, he played behind Lundquist for right. seven years. So, you know, he, he's had, he had a lot of experience and, I, I was, I was a sponge that year, you know, anything Valley had to say, I, you know, I, I wanted to, to listen and, and, and try and fuse that into my game. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, looking back on, on your entire pro career, you know, what's some advice that you can leave for everyone listening that I guess, you know, you wish you knew earlier that you, that you kind of know now, but you think would help you find some more success. Simply don't overcomplicate things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really progressing throughout my career and, and playing pro there, um, I really simplified my game. Mm. And I say that in terms of, you know, looking at certain situations and playing, you know, trying to play them consistently one way, mm. you know, I, I mean, there's, I mean, you look at net play and, and post play and stuff like that. You have the VH, you have the RVH, you have the overlap. And that's one thing I see, especially at the youth level, kids, kids get a little bit confused and, um, and they, they end up using different save selections and, 
in the same situation and, and it kind of gets them jammed up. So, you know, it, it was those things and helping simplify my game uh, that really helped me, you know, be, be better at getting gaining position, being able to track the puck and ultimately that allowed me to stop more pucks. Yeah. Be more consistent almost, right? It's like uh, you develop kind of like, like a systems and framework kind of thing. So that way you just like, it's like your brain just defaults to doing that same thing every time when you see this sort of play, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Valak had, he laid it out pretty well. It's, it's pretty much just a loop, you know, I mean, you got to push, you got to get to your spot, track the puck, make your save. And, and, and you, it's just a consistent loop. You're going from point A to point B onto the next point. And so it's, I guess it kind of sounds a little bit mundane, but I mean, ultimately when you, when you, when I've simplified things, I'd found more consistency and then that allowed me to play more. Yeah. What was something, you know, regarding Steve, because uh, his name gets thrown out a lot. Now he does a lot of statistics for, you know, the position. What was what was probably like the most important thing that you learned from him? If there is one or two things, please share. Uh, just simply was was having my feet set. Mm. Um, you know, there, there were times with me being a smaller guy. Again, I, I felt like I needed to you know, always get to the top of my crease in order to make a save. But what I found with him is that, you know, I, I, I covered more net than I thought, you know, he, he would pull out the, the, the iPad at ice level and, 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 and show me. And, and that year, my, my goalie partner was uh, Anders Nilsson, mm. a guy who was six foot six and you have me, I'm five foot 10, you know, I looking just looking at us, you're like, well, that guy's going to fill more net. But whenever, you know, using that visual aid, uh, you know, it really helped me understand how much I net, how much net I really did cover. And then after that, you know, like I said, just setting my feet and, and, and getting ready so that I can actually track the puck, um, you know, with both eyes was that, that was huge for me because I always felt like I had to be way out there. But yeah, I, I, I could consistently still make that save in the middle of my crease as long as my feet were set and I had time to track that puck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I guess since retiring, you've gone on to, do, to, to coach for the last four years and just want to go into a little bit of depth regarding your, your personal, you know, coaching philosophy and break it down a little bit, sort of the framework and tools you, you know, you typically teach your students. So what are your three or four pillars you kind of surround your coaching and playing philosophy around and, and why do you think they're so important? Um, and again, this kind of goes back to simplifying things, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there with, you know, certain verbiage that uh, I feel like kind of muddies the waters a little bit. So a lot of mine's just fundamental base. Um, and, and one of those pillars exactly being the fundamentals. Um, the, the second angle square depth, it's something that we preached uh, working with Shane Clifford and and something that I still preach with the the kids nowadays. It's you got to find your angle, get square, and, and and get the correct depth. And if you do that, you're going to stop the majority of the pucks. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, on top of that is is skating. Like we talked about earlier, you know, if you can't skate, you can't play, and you're not going to be able to stop as many pucks as you potentially can. Um, and I guess the last one, and I see this quite a bit with some of the younger guys, is just having a clear mindset when you're on the ice and you're completely focused on, on, on what you're doing, you know, uh, especially with in today's world, there's a lot, there's a lot of things uh, that can distract us. So that's, that's one thing I ask for my goalies when they're out there is that they they're focused on the task at hand and, um, and making, making sure that, that they're, uh, 
they're zoned in whenever uh whenever they're out they're out there on the ice yeah maybe you can just you know kind of diving into each a little bit you, you talk about simplifying we kind of touched on it what's some advice you have for you know kids in their game out there right now to kind of to simplify things a little bit uh just try and be disciplined during practice um you know you know, understand that practices aren't always designed to, to you know, to, to help goalies out. I mean, you know, coaches have have a have a big task at hand with designing drills and trying to develop the whole team. But, you know, w- within that practice, making sure that you're taking time for yourself uh, to focus on your game, whether it's, you know, if there's downtime working on, you know, working on your skating or, or working on your, your post play, you know, little things like that, just uh, being disciplined, uh, you know, whenever you have the time to, to work on your game. Yeah. And then, and then positioning, uh, you kind of mentioned your, you know, your, your, um, your anchor is what I would say. I have a similar one. I say center square challenge. That's, that's similar to mine, but for yours, maybe you can kind of break down each one, why you have it in that order and why each is so important. As far as like angle square depth. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean that order, (laughs) I guess you could kind of switch that order around, but it, 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 that that kind of stems from what I learned with uh, with with Steve Alicat is is I as I, I tell the kids, you know, if if you don't have time to to get completely square or gain depth, make sure you're in the middle of your net. If you're in the middle of your net, majority of pucks are going to hit you. Right. Um, and then again, get square, hips, toes, and shoulders facing the puck. You know, as long as you're presenting yourself as big as possible. Um, Again, a lot of pucks are going to hit yeah, you, sure. <laughs> and then you know, and, and then ultimately depth. That's the last one because I feel like it's it, it's le- it's least important within that those three important things. If that makes sense, you know. So, um, I guess that's kind of why I have them in that order. Yeah. No, we have the we have the we just call them something a little different. But it's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that goes back to me saying, you know, a lot of guys to have different different uh yeah. phrases or, or verbiage for for I, I think things that could be simplified yeah yeah, yeah for so. sure and then and then regarding skating you know maybe you can just detail like what kind of skating work you're you're talking about like there's been this kind of and i bring this up there's been a rise in what we call like unconventional skating which kind of take the goalie's feet outside their comfort zone of it so they're really just comfortable anywhere on the ice but you know and then i'm just bringing that up as an example but you know, what are kind of some skating drills that you do on a, on a weekly basis? You have your guys do that, that, that help them develop that better. Uh, a lot of, you know, again, it's a lot of repetition, but it, a lot of it is, is focusing on, you know, rotating before you push, um, you know, uh, sort of things like that. A, a lot of net play, you know, in terms of move, moving post to post and how we integrate our feet with the post. You know, just making making sure you're comfortable and you're hitting your spot every time, so that way you're not getting jammed up for your next push. Uh, you know, things like that. I, I do a lot of just the the simple three puck. You know, so they they start in the middle, they rotate, go to the left, right back to the middle, to the right. You know, working on the triangle stuff like that. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's just uh, again pretty simple stuff. But you know, whether whether it's moving on your feet or moving well down having those, having the, the, the consistency of, you know, making sure your eyes lead you, you get a good solid rotation and then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're pushing as hard as you can. So it's, that's kind of, you know, when I'm running through skating drills with the goalies, 
those are the types of drills that I'm, that I'm doing. And, and I, you know, I, I've seen a lot of kids that have really developed just by, just by doing those, those types yeah. of drills. Yeah. And the last one was just, um, you know, you said, have a clear mindset and focus when you, when you step on the ice. And I like that you kind of said that, you know, somebody said to me when I was younger, around like 14 years old, they said, you know, when you get on the ice, you have to, you have to keep it between the glass. And I think that now more than ever, that's so prevalent just because of, you know, and, and not trying to date myself by saying this, but the social media and everything like that, it's just, it is what it is. I, I'm sure even we fall victim to it sometimes, right. Of, of just the distraction after one after another. Right. So maybe you can kind of go into a little bit more about why that's so important to just really kind of be where your feet are when you're, when you're out there on the ice. I mean, you, th- you think back some of the, you know, the happiest times is when you're playing the game. Right. I mean, and that's because you can, you can just focus on being out there playing the game and having fun and you don't have to worry about anything else. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the mindset that I have is, you know, whether it's, whether it's something that's bugging you or, or, you know, you know, making sure you're not getting, you're not getting too excited and, and you're, you're main, you're, you're trying to be as calm as possible and just having a clear mind. So that way when you're, you know, when you're, when you, when you're working on skating or you're stopping pucks, you're, you're solely focused on that one thing. I, you know, <laughs> I hate to go back to Steve, Steve Valaket, but, um, and this might be a humble brag, but the, the, he, he always called me the silent ninja. <laughs> Why do you call you that? Basically, <laughs> Just, he, he, he loved, he loved the way I focused, I focused out right. there and, um, you know, I, your temperament was just very calm, the, right? Yeah. I, I, I tried to be, you know, as calm, but as, as, as intense as possible. I, I mean, I, I, I have a thing where I tell the kids, you know, I want them to kill pucks, you know, whether it's, you know, being in position and making a save, or if there's a puck laying around the net, you're, you know, you're, you're covering it up or, you know, clearing it out of danger you know, it's, it's kind of those things that I, that I continue to, to, to harp on our, on our guys. And, you know, it's, I feel like it's something that, uh, that's really helped them out, but there is, there's a lot of things that can distract us, you know, in that time on your ice, that time on ice, you know, that's your time to, to focus and get better. And, and that's just, uh, that's the way I view it. Yeah. You know what, man? And, and, you know, we've had a lot of guests on the show now and a lot of guys that have won stuff and, you know, you just see it for a lot of the guys at the next level that just really get it. They're just very, very cool, calm, collected temperament. And, um, you know, you kind of need that because you'll inevitably go through, uh, ups and downs. Something that I like to, like, I, I've sort of clung to is, you know, I like to be like a flatliner. So whether I like make the best save in my life or let in the worst goal in my life, you wouldn't even know the difference, right? You're just kind of the same all the time, right? It's like a duck, man. You calm on the surface. Your feet might be going, <laughs> their feet might be going a mile a minute under the water, but um, that's something that I, I feel has really helped uh, endear me to my teammates throughout the yeah. years is, uh, you know, I, I feel like they're comfortable having me in the net because, you know, I, I, I kept right. a level head and, you know, regardless of what I was feeling internally, you know, as long as you can project yourself as being calm, I feel like it goes a long way. And yeah and building confidence with not only yourself, but with you, you know, with your team. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're that, that calming presence where even when things kind of go bad, people are like, okay, we're going to figure it out. We're going to find a way still, right. There's still that kind of that hope, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. And then I know you've been working with minor hockey programs as well recently. And you mentioned you were in trial time right now, but you know, for minor hockey players, you know, goalies looking to transition to the next level, like prep or junior hockey or, you know, a B or C level, or even just to triple a hockey, like where do you think most goalies are lacking in their training right now that they typically, that typically gets neglected the most? Um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, but Again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back to skating. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I feel like a, a lot of guys get tied up in 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 watching, you know, today's NHL goalies and 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 you know how they play certain right. situations, but it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't always translate into into the younger the younger goalies. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, if you're if you're if you're playing outside lane shots like Jonathan Quick and the RVH, but you're you're only five foot tall, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not yeah. going to work out real well. So, you know, and I know I might be kind of going against what I talked about earlier with being a student of the game, but uh, I think it's just understanding, you know, the, the things that work for you, um, yeah. you know, building, building upon your, your, uh, your attributes and then uh, ultimately comes back to fundamentals. Yeah, and then I guess when goalies are typically trying to make that transition to the junior level specifically, uh, where do you typically see them struggle the most? Um, I think primarily it's it's it, it's their their preparation and and not having uh, you know mm. not having a routine and and you know I think that becomes a lot. I think it's pretty unfamiliar for a lot of kids. I mean, especially playing youth hockey, you know, you, you can't really control your schedule. You know, get into the rink you know, just before practice, stuff like that. Whereas in juniors, um, you know, you have a little bit more time to develop that routine and and that consistency that's going to help you, uh, that's going to help you out in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then kind of jump into college lastly here, Uh, obviously you have a lot of experience playing at that level, but just seeing other goalies trying to make that transition to D one level, you know, from the coach's perspective, where do you typically see them struggle the most? You know, from from what I've seen, uh, with 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 going from from D one to college, you know, I I think it's uh, the kids' mindset. You know, I, I know with with my brother being involved with with USA Hockey, and then you know also myself still you know I still being in contact with the coaches the coaches at Duluth. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of what they're looking at is is how he how a goalie. Com, you know, composes themselves during a the game or their, their, their demeanor, um, you know, and it, and it kind of dwells, it, it kind of comes back upon being, being level headed and stuff like that and having a calm mindset. I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that happen throughout the game and, and, and being able to control, uh, control your emotions and stuff like that and, and, and not let one become two and two become right. three and, you know, being able to, uh, uh, Stop the bleeding, right? Claw, yeah, clog the leak, you know. So, I, I think I think that's a that's a big thing is is the the mental side going from junior to to Division One. Uh, and I, I yeah, I think a lot of coaches look at that and and they really factor that in whenever they're looking at who they want to bring into their programs. Yeah, yeah. And finally, maybe you can just share with us, you know, one or two hacks that you use or, or have developed, um, you know, with your goalies or during your time that that's helped you find uh, yourself or, or help them find success much quicker. One or two hacks. Um, I'd say uh, focus on stretching. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the most limber guy myself. I mean, I, 
yeah, that that's one of the reasons I had to to shut it down was uh, I had some hip issues. So, um, you know, if, if that's one thing I, I think I neglected a little bit was was the the, the off ice stuff and, and making sure that uh, you know uh, trying to to focus on my stretching and whatnot. And then also uh, visual training. It's it's one thing that I've seen um, more recently, and nothing and something that we didn't really focus on back in the day. I I think. I think I remember when I was younger, Dwayne Rollison used to do some, some visual training stuff. And, and, uh, it, you know, it, it really, I think it, it really benefits the kids now with being able to track the puck and making sure your eyes are working in unison. You know, it's, we could get into a lot of detail there, but I know there's, there's a lot of good stuff out there that, that goalies can, can use to help them and fo- focus on the, on the visual side. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a great, great suggestion, man. I think it's somewhere that's kind of like, it's, it's like you said, it's becoming a little more prevalent now, but it's still being relatively overlooked by, I would say, a significant amount of goalies, right? Like, and this is stuff aside from juggling, right? What you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more deliberate, right? Exactly. Exactly. There's, you know, when I, when I helped out with the, the Warren Stralo goaltending, uh, uh, goaltending camp with USA hockey a couple of years back, um, you know, they had a, a company come in uh, based out of Minnesota. I believe it's True Focus, um, and you know some of the things that they were doing, and, and some of the some of the train, the visual training they were doing with the goalies. You know, I I was two years into my pro career, and I'm like, man, <laughs> why wasn't right. I doing this earlier? You know, I felt like it probably would have given me an edge. So, um, you know, there's a lot of resources out there, and a lot more than we had when we were, you know, when we were yeah, growing up. Sure. So, you know again, you know, I don't want the goalies to get in the mindset, you know, you, you can over analysis, you know, paralysis by analysis kind of thing, but you know, there's a lot of resources, resources out there that you can use to help make you a better goaltender. Yeah. Well, Kenny, you, uh, you have any last words of advice for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Um, I mean, for the goalies out there, just be a student of the game, uh, be a good teammate, push yourself and, uh, you know, never quit on a puck. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, if that's one thing I could leave you with is, is compete and never give up on a puck because if you do that, that'll, that'll help you get noticed. Yeah. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Like I said, I appreciate you, you making some time man. just love kind of going through the ups and downs of, uh, you know, some of the most amazing moments of your career. I know you probably like reliving them a little bit, but I know today we'll just, you know, shed a ton of light, uh, for everyone listening and what it really takes to make that jump to the next level and have success there as well. So can you just let my audience know where they can, they can get in touch with you online? Uh, yeah, I don't really have a huge, uh, <laughs> a huge social media presence, but, uh, uh, you can, you can find me on, on, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, uh, with, uh, my, my, my Twitter tag is, is, uh, at yes, he can. So it's kind of a fun spinoff of, uh, <laughs> My my the the student section champ in college, but we won't get into that. Is, is, is that what they used to say for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever uh, starting lineups, uh, they'd announce the starting lineup for Kenny Ryder. Yes, he can. So, um, and uh, Justin Goldman actually during the the, the Stralo goalie camps got me to kind of push me to to change my uh, my Twitter my <laughs> Twitter <you> really? handle there. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I got a few more followers after that, but no, it's definitely, definitely, 
definitely good to, 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 to think back to those times. Cause those are the, those were the golden days. Well, Justin's a great guy, man. Uh, but, uh, you know, a, a, great to have you, man. Go check out Kenny Ryder. Yes, he can. Twitter, Instagram, all the <laughs> links will be available in the show notes for anyone who wants to connect with them. I love that, man. I, I, the, you know what, man, the, those days you can never get back, man. where the, you know, this, the, the fan sections or chant your name or, you know, chanting for you, man. And, and it's just, uh, it's a great feeling, man. So everybody go check out Kenny Ryder and he's had, you know, tons of success, both playing and coaching at the next level for over 20 years now. And, uh, I know today we'll just shed a ton of light on what it really, uh, you know, takes to, to break through and be a champion. So maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, man, if that's something that interests you. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I love to talk goalies and, uh, you know, to everybody out there, um, stay safe and, uh, best of luck. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful for you coming on, man. You, you good luck as well as we roll through the spring, take care, stay safe. And we'll chat soon, man. Thank you, man. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come on to the show in the next few months. Make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. as next week I have another awesome, active major junior goaltender, and that's Cedric Andre, former U.S. Prep School Gunnery alumni uh, who went on to spend several years in the OHL with the Ottawa 67s, winning several awards uh, uh, two years in a row of uh, the lowest goals against on their team in the league and uh, being very standoutish in his time in the league. And in recent memory, he's now moved on to playing with the Belleville Senators in the American Hockey League. And Andre's another young guy to come on. Uh, and we haven't had much of that. And I think that provides some some cool uh, perspective rather than, you know, bringing on guys who made it and done this. You know, you bring on some young guys who are in the thick of it right now and they're going through their own problems and their own challenges and really asking them how they're making their way through it uh, in the modern game right now. They're out there playing the game, right? So, um, like I said, haven't had much of that, but I think you guys are going to love it. So make sure to tune back next week. You guys won't want to miss this one. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast. And just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and, and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, NeuroTracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month. And even if you don't win... Uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the future the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.